that ever wondered why The Undertaker and IRS never formed a tag team called Death and Taxes, this is the podcast for you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> to the Two Words Podcast. I love that so much. <laughs> Season six, baby. Yay, yay. Yes, we have made it. And I'll tell you something. It is all because of you, the listener, because if you didn't listen, we'd probably still do this show. There is one other person we have to thank. Who do we thank? And his name is John Cena! <laughs> Never goes on long enough. Man, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the best. That's the best. Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the season six premiere. It is our dream, and that is why this particular episode is all about dream matches. The matches we know may never happen but a guy can dream, right? Mm, mm -hmm, mm. But before we get to all of that, hey, yo, hide your wife, hide your kids, because Jey Uso is super kicking everybody out here, <laughs> saying I'm out of the bloodline, I'm out of SmackDown, and I'm out of the WWE deuces, ooses. <laughs> they moved his uh, profile on WWE.com to the alumni section and everything. They're Did they have they're they're already playing, done that? They're yeah. The long con oh yeah. yeah. And everybody's buying into it too. Like the internet is really like, oh, he may go to do to AEW. Yeah, like, I think it's more like <laughs> a lot of people are getting clicks. Like, will Jey Uso go to AEW? No, yeah. of course not. This is a storyline. No. They wouldn't let him say buy WWE on live TV no, and that's not, not bleep how, it out. That's not how it works. But, <laughs> you know, I, and I think this is really the, the only direction you go with the bloodline anymore. Yeah. Um, I've also heard that we're just not going to be seeing a lot of them for a while. Yeah. Uh, like a lot of any of the bloodline? A lot of any of the bloodline. Like okay. it's going to be very sporadic. Okay. It's not going to be the weekly update. Yeah. It's going to be more like the here's what happened last week. Here's maybe Paul Heyman for a second. Yeah. But we're not going to be seeing a lot of them pretty much all the way up till Survivor Series. Okay. So for okay. the next roughly three months, it's going to be Bloodline Light. That'll give some time. That'll be good. Mm -hmm. That'll be good. Give us a give us a little bit of give us a little bit of breath. You know. But it's I, I'm I'm interested to see where where they're going. I think they're just going to be dropping Jay versus Roman at this point, and it's going to be Jay versus Jimmy. And I so Roman's going to go on now. Hopefully Roman's going to go on to another round with Cody. That would be awesome. At 40 and let's end this thing, but we'll see. Yeah. I would love to see Cody Rhodes end end that. There's that also thing. the rumor that they're going to keep it on reins until he beats Bruno San Martino's win, <laughs> which would be another two years. I thought you were going to say until he beats Bruno San Martino. <laughs> until like, he's the dude's 90, man. Like, that's ever existed. I think Bruno's... No, is Bruno... Is Bruno alive? I feel like he might have died, but I'm not sure I feel like he might have died like three years ago. Bruno... Hey, stop that. I don't care about your enhanced privacy. <laughs> Get uh, out of here, enhanced Bruno privacy. San Martino... Is if he's not dead, he's like ninety. He died five. in he died in twenty eighteen. So okay, okay, about five years. Okay, okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I mean that's fine. But I don't need that. Like I don't need him to beat any records. They're only right. doing it. For, I don't. Yeah, th these records only stand for themselves. Right. I don't. Like, we don't need. I don't. I don't really want anyone. To beat Bruno San Martino's record, really? At this point, no. Yeah. Why? Why would you do that? That's like a that's a, a factoid that you could have for the rest of your life. Why would you want to yeah. upend it with Roman Reigns? I mean, Roman Reigns is great, but he's only been great for a few years. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it's kind of like, you know, they were doing uh, on last Monday Night Raw, um, you know, Gunter is going to become the longest reigning intercontinental champion. Like, I don't care. That's not why yeah. I like Gunter. That's right. I don't, they've been on this weird kick of just like, let's shatter all the longest holded, holding records. I'm like, that's yeah. not a thing anyone really wants. It's weird that history is now. Like, <laughs> like we are who people are going to be talking. Like, two dudes are going to be doing a podcast in, you know, 50 years. <laughs> like, oh, you remember when now they're trying to beat Roman <laughs> Reigns' record. record? Nobody wants that. Uh, the only reason Bruno San Martino held it for so long because he wrestled like once a year. Yeah. Because there weren't weekly television shows and monthly yeah. pay-per-views. Didn't need to. <laughs> we don't Didn't need to. We don't need it. We don't need it. Uh, hey, yo. I lost my paper. There we go. Uh, this SmackDown match for this Friday might be Edge's last. Yeah? Before he retires. Uh, is, this the, is this in Canada? It's in Toronto. Okay. Speculation has swirled about Edge's retirement over the past year since he hinted in August of last year that he would retire that he could retire in 2023 after one more match in Toronto and this be it and this also be the end of his contract. Uh, his three year okay. contract that he signed with WWE. And it's gonna be the big celebration, twenty-fifth uh, anniversary of his WWE WWE debut oh. on this show as well. So this would be all things aligning for a good night for him to retire. Uh, his final match looks like it'll be against Sheamus. Um, however, Canada, Canada's uh, Entertainment Tonight asked him point blank, is this your last match? And he said, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out, I guess, after I finish that match, go back to the locker room. Uh, he says, it's not easy anymore. Uh I'm, I'm almost 50, and it's a lot harder to do these matches than it was several years ago. Uh, it's not set in stone, but this week could be the end. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, he also, I think, read an interview. He was saying, you know, Sheamus is the entire reason he was able to come back anyway. Mm. Um, you know, Sheamus was the one that actually was like, oh, you, you're actually you're actually in a pretty good place. Yeah. You know, like, have you seen the video of him falling off that bike? No. That was what, they, like, him and Sheamus were mountain biking, and they were going down this hill, and <laughs> Edge me. just hits a rock and flips. No. And then he gets up, and he's like, he's like, a lot of people are going to watch me fall off a bike and then ask why I can't take bumps in the WWE, <laughs> and at this point, I don't know what to tell them. <laughs> Uh, so. that's, oh, that's interesting. That's a factoid I did not know. So yeah. that's a fitting match then. Yeah, that's a. It's a I was cool. kind of like, why Sheamus? Yeah. So that makes sense. Why that makes sense. Sheamus. I would love one more match between him and John Cena. Mm-hmm. 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 I would. That's I good. think that's. A, I think that would be a good. Good closing to his career. I'm willing to bet this will be the last match of his contract or whatever, and that he's going to have some big final match, maybe yeah. even at WrestleMania 40 against somebody. It's going to be like, you can't retire until you beat me or something like that. I don't know. Some stupid thing with somebody. Somebody yeah. bigger. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> but uh, we'll see. Hey, yo. Uh, Lacey Evans is officially out of the WWE, uh, the WWE as of midnight Tuesday, August 15th. Yeah, she got uh, She posted from her Instagram that she uh, that her contract would be up and she is not renewing it. And uh, here we are. Uh, what's it? Two days later, and she's already posted about her future OnlyFans content. because oh. that's what you do. That's that's your oh. career, that's the career path. Is <sighs> uh, Marine Corps <laughs> wrestling <laughs> OnlyFans? That's 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 it career me, trajectory at this point. It makes me so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so sad. I mean, maybe she'll be one of the people on there that makes cooking videos. Right. Maybe she's just yeah. crocheting little ducks what or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> I'll, I'll say it every time. My favorite th- my favorite advertising campaign was when OnlyFans tried to convince people. It's like, you could watch this guy cook. <laughs> there, There's other things. It's a communal learning center. It's for fans. It's of for fans of things. Stuff. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh-huh. Like sure. that was the they spent money on that. And it's like, Mm-mm. but no. Maybe I, they really believe it. Like Tumblr believed that it was really about uh just people enjoying movies and TV shows and no. not writing very bad fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you read my fan fiction? fiction. (laughs) (laughs) You found my clever one, Tumblr. (laughs) 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 Yeah, you know, I mean, if Uh. if I listen, if that's what makes her happy. Um, you know, more power to you. Sure. Um, I, you know, it's just, uh, it saddens me that that's the direction that she feels she needs to go instead of just keep, go wrestle somewhere where they'll appreciate you. Yeah. Cause she did not get appreciated in WWE. No. And, and that's, that's, I was thinking the other day, like. If I were leaving the WWE right now, I would be, and I and I just watched the Cody Rhodes documentary. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, let me sign up for some indie matches, like, mm-hmm. and I'm just gonna do the Cody Rhodes plan. That's such a good documentary. It was too, really good documentary. Such a such a good documentary. I mean, you showed everything. Um, I loved it. But that's what I mean. And and I'm telling you, if that's what you know. It's not a hard plan. It's not a difficult plan. It's not a plan that only worked out because he was Cody Rhodes. Right. You know, yeah. it was just, hey, wrestle as many indie shows as possible. Get to know as many people and just make it undeniable that you belong. Mm-hmm. And Lacey Evans has been an impressive wrestler. Yeah. Since the beginning in WWE when she came out in that weird, like... Old timey lady, Southern Belle, Southern the Belle. sassy Southern Belle. Yeah. So like, I remember being like, "This gimmick is stupid," but she's pretty impressive. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. It's just she. I think she got injured once, and then was out for a while. And then after she was healed, it took them forever to get her back on the screen. Yeah. And then the first thing they brought her back with didn't work. And then they brought her back with this Sergeant Slaughter ripoff gimmick without running it by Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah. Which would have been. Fantastic if they had him as her manager or something. They could have built up a real thing. Yeah. But they didn't. Yeah. They didn't back it. I like I like how you skipped over the What did I miss? Um was kept trying to sleep with Ric Flair. I forgot about that. <laughs> like I forgot that, about how awkward that was. That was such a weird Yeah. I totally forgot. I blocked that from my memory. Like it it, and it was almost working, and then she was like, "Oh, I'm pregnant with my actual husband." <laughs> that was the other <laughs> like thing. Like she had to announce she that pregnant. she was pregnant, yeah. and then people were like, "Oh, I guess it's Rick Flair's baby." <laughs> Styling, <laughs> profiling, <laughs> still jiving it. <laughs> Seventy-three, whatever it is. Uh, Man's a thousand. <laughs> Ayo, AEW is retiring the unsanctioned FTW title belt. Most likely. FTW champion Jack Perry promised to retire the unsanctioned belt on the August 23rd edition of AEW. Uh, Dynamite. Perry made the declaration on August 16th at the Fight for the Fallen special of Dynamite, and it's if successful, it'll mark the second time the championship will be deactivated, with the title originally defended in ECW from May of 98 uh, until Taz unified it with the belt uh, for the ECW World Championship in March of 99 at Living Dangerously. Uh, so yeah, this I mean it's it was just brought in. It's never been recognized as an official AEW title. It was just a title Taz gave out. But they've still been, yeah, they've still been passing it to different people. Four different people have had it since it came to AEW. I think, I mean, like, if you're not going to, like, have it as a defendable title. It's just a gimmick. It's the big, it's the big money belt from uh, (laughs) Ted DiBiase. It doesn't mean much of anything. It's your own um, status. It's like our title belt we have for the podcast. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that means something. Has a just to us though. Has a and has and, a, and Brandon from uh, the uh, LTN Con. Brandon, and, so. and 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 it has an illustrious history, <laughs> um, a legacy, if you will. No, I mean, like if you're not going to have Taz having anything to do with it. True. Yeah. Like it's Taz's belt. We're going to give it back to Taz, right? Because that's, I mean, that's like... Makes sense. It's his belt. I don't know what else to do. Um, they also just have so many belts. They do. Like, they don't They don't need... And Jack Perry... Do we call him Jungle Jack still? 
Jungle Jack Perry. Jungle Jack Perry? Because he, he dropped the, the jungle. I think he dropped the jungle. I think he's just Jack Perry. He dropped the jungle gimmick. Um, I love his theme song. <laughs> that theme song is so it's pretty good. fun. Yeah. Right? Like, oh, it's such a good theme song. But, um, yeah, I mean, good call on them. Did you see that uh, WWE recently purchased the rights to, like, all of the other ECW pay-per-view names? I did not. Yeah. Um, they're never going to use any of them because none of them are appropriate. Right. But, you know, it's all like, you know, butt slap 2001 <laughs> and like, you know. It's like, butt slice 2001. Butt slice. It's got to be violent. You know, too. It's, it's, it's just <laughs> rough. Um, well, hey, yo, finally, we've uh, coming up on August 27th, all out London. All in. All in London. Why did I say all out? All in. It should be all out. All in. All in was the first one, right? Yeah. the big one. Yeah, but it was a casino theme, and they're not doing it a casino theme. I thought that was a that was double or nothing, wasn't it? I thought. I think all, all of them in were is also I think. I think they were all supposed to be. They're all. Yeah, they're all casino. I think they were all supposed to be, but um, they're not all, doing casino theme at all. I don't know. Maybe they are. Mm. Um, all in London is happening, and it's supposed to be the biggest. One of the biggest shows of all time. They've already sold uh, over 80,000 tickets Mm -hmm. to this thing. Um, And obviously in the historic Wembley Stadium Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, where they they put beans on toast and... (laughs) In the stadium, that's what they do. That's what they do. That's, that's what they sell that's, there. That's, that's all their hot they dog. do. Um, but you know, <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not like the. I don't pay as much attention to AEW as I probably should. But that card looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. People are disappointed that there's not a singles match for Kenny Omega. That he's in a trios match. People are pretty, pretty mad about that one. But the rest of the card looks pretty decent. I mean, FTR and the Young Bucks, MJF and Adam Cole. Mm-hmm. Twice. That'd be fun. They're on that, they're on that card twice. They are? Yeah, because they're, they're wrestling. Uh, they're doing the, um, looks like the pre-show for the Ring of Honor tag titles. Oh, okay. And okay. then later they're they're wrestling for the actual AEW championship. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and I've liked the Adam Cole MJF stuff. Uh, Chris Jericho, Will Ospreay. Yeah. That's I'm already giving that five stars. <laughs> like it's already. They don't even need to go. It's already so. I'm pretty excited for that. Uh, not excited enough to pay eighty dollars for it, but you know. <laughs> We'll see. We'll, we'll, <laughs> Excited we'll enough see. to follow along ESPN's coverage. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> my last one, uh, also in a similar fashion, AO, Joker Sting is back. After reviving elements of the Joker face paint earlier this summer, Sting brought back his Joker Sting mannerisms on the August 16th Dynamite. The insane icon appeared on the screen ahead of Darby Allen and uh, Nick Wayne versus the Gates of Agony, revealing that he had kidnapped Prince Nana. Sting first incorrectly stated that his and Darby Allen's coffin match against uh, Swerve Strickland and A.R. Fox was only nine days away, with the French franchise channeling his inner Heath Ledger Joker uh, after Prince Nana corrected him. Uh, Sting then presented elements of Jack Nicholson's Joker, signing off the segment by declaring, It's showtime. Uh, previously, Joker Sting was a big deal in TNA, uh, Impact. It was TNA then, yep. uh, which was where Sting went after WCW was bought out, avoiding WWE altogether. But, uh, and really being the only thing that made DNA relevant for, <laughs> yeah, for a little while. Uh, it, but I'm I'm pretty excited for this. I didn't really get to extinct, uh, experience much of Joker Sting back then. Yeah, it, it's one of those he commits to it enough. Like, if anybody else tried to do it, it'd be weird. Right. Yeah, it's like... The only thing I can equate it to is like you during that episode of The Office where three of them dress up as Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. It's like, this is, <laughs> y'all are just being weird. Like you're just being awkward about it. And he somehow, you know, is he Sting? He's Sting. He can make it work. He's the guy that's wrestling at 65, you know? Mm-hmm. Dang it, Creed. I've been up since four. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, that's a good episode. Well, that's all we have for that segment. But when we come back, we're talking about L.A. Night. Yeah. Keep it here.
This Week in Nerd History, August 14th through the 20th. August 14th. In 1995, the Nintendo Virtual Boy was released. This 32-bit tabletop portable video game console used a red monochrome display to create the illusion of 3D graphics. It was a commercial failure and discontinued in 1996 after only 22 games were made for it. In 2020, Ted Lasso premiered. This comedy drama series was about an American football coach who takes on the challenge of coaching a struggling English soccer team and wins over the hearts of the players, fans, and even his boss with his optimism, humor, and kindness. August 15th. In 1969, Woodstock began. This was a historic music festival that took place on a farm in New York where hundreds of thousands of people gathered to celebrate peace, love, and rock and roll. In 1998, the original iMac released. This revolutionary all-in-one desktop computer featured a colorful translucent plastic case, a CRT monitor, a G3 processor, and USB ports, but no floppy disk drive or serial ports. In 2010, Daniel Bryan returned to WWE at SummerSlam 2010 as the surprise seventh member of Team WWE, who faced the Nexus in a seven-on-seven elimination tag team match. After being fired two months earlier for choking ring announcer Justin Roberts with his tie during the Nexus's debut invasion. August 17th. In 2018, Disenchantment premiered. This hilarious and adventurous animated series created by Matt Groening follows the misadventures of a rebellious princess, her personal demon, and her elf friend in the medieval fantasy kingdom of Dreamland and beyond. August 18th. In 1995, Mortal Kombat premiered. This thrilling and action-packed film adaptation of the popular video game franchise followed three Earthrealm warriors who must fight for the fate of their world in a deadly interdimensional tournament against the evil forces of Outworld. In 2013, Disney Infinity launched. This creative and fun video game series allowed players to mix and match characters, worlds, and stories from various Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars franchises using physical toys and a digital platform. August 19. In 1950, ABC launched its first hour-long block of Saturday morning children's programming, consisting of two shows, Animal Clinic, which featured live animals and educational facts, and Acrobat Ranch, which showcased circus acts and acrobatic stunts. In 1994, Blank Man premiered. This comedy parody of the Batman TV series and other superhero films was about a nerdy repairman who becomes a superhero without any superpowers, using his inventive skills and gadgets to fight crime and corruption in his neighborhood, with the help of his brother and a news anchor. August 20th. In 1989, Saved by the Bell premiered. This popular American sitcom featured a group of teenage friends and their adventures at Bayside High School. The show is known for its humor, romance, and social issues, and spawned several spinoffs and movies. Some of the iconic characters are Zach Morris, Kelly Kapowski, A.C. Slater, Jesse Spano, Lisa Turtle, and one of the 90s nerd icons, Screech Powers. For more nerdy facts about the topics we shared today, find our companion article for this week on lovethynerd.com. I'm Radio Matt, and I'll see you next time for more Nerd History. Welcome back to the Two Words Podcast Season 6 premiere, and today I have a question. Over the last, I don't know, how long have we been on break? A little over two months. It's been two months. It feels like, first of all, it feels like it's been three years. Doesn't it? Yeah, I feel feels like, like it's we been a real long time. It's especially long because we summer. don't see each other now like every other day, mm-hmm. but like, I, it's, it feels like it's been years, and that entire time... We have been yearning. We have been been yelling and screaming. There have been grown men every seven seconds randomly in their house going, yeah, <laughs> just for no reason. Because L.A. night is over. Yeah. But the good over. Just the for good kind of over. About. Like he is, everybody wants to see L.A. night. And for whatever reason, WWE does not want us to see him. <laughs> like, I really like those uh, little mini compilations of, like, when he first started coming out as LA Knight on WWE yeah. to, like, the most recent ones. Yeah. Just how big of a pop he gets now. Bigger than most wrestlers. Oh, yeah. In WWE or AEW, anywhere. Bigger than most wrestlers, big pop. And, yeah, they're just, they're dragging their feet. That like we and they and it's it's they think we think they're gonna give us 
the big moment and it's like oh he's in the money in the bank ladder match and he is the most over guy in the money in the bank ladder match like it's him damian priest and ricochet or something you know it's like i don't think ricochet was in that one i don't remember who was in that match but <laughs> i just remember la knight was in the match and yeah. we're like okay and it LA was clear. he's winning la knight's gonna win and then yeah, he, he didn't. didn't who won santos escobar is he even the one who won uh, Damien Priest won. Oh, Damien Priest. That's yeah. right. Derp. Senior money in the bank. Derp. Which, side note, did you see... Ricochet was in that match. What am I thinking of? Ricochet and uh, Logan. Logan Paul, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, did you see on last Monday night, this most recent Monday Night Raw, the segment with the Judgment Day? I did not. I and haven't caught up this week. J.D. McDonough comes out, who has been trying to get into the Judgment Day, and he like comes out to say something about Finn Balor, who's not with the group at the moment. And like Dominic opens his mouth to speak and they literally cannot turn his mic up loud enough to cover the booze. <laughs> like, like, and he's trying to deliver his promo and the Canadian crowd is like, nope. And they booed so loud that they literally <laughs> couldn't mix it for TV. It was the most beautiful thing. That's fantastic. And you can see him like he's trying and he's super frustrated because he wants this and it's just not working. (laughs) I'm going to have to catch it. So the question that I have is why? (laughs) Uh, At least why does it seem that he's so over you? Like why is he so over right now? He's definitely over and... Uh, I think there's a lot of elements to that. He has that. I mean, he's been getting these comparisons his whole career, but he has that rock feel to him. The early rock, the intercontinental rock feel to him. The early bravado, making fun of all the other guys, but actually feeling like everyone kind of agrees with him. Mm -hmm. Uh, and he's got the moves like he's 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 a great performer in the ring. So he's got all that charisma. He's got all that performance. Uh, but at the same time, I don't think WWE expected this at all. And so they underestimated their return. And I don't really blame that for, you know, I don't I don't blame them for that. I wouldn't have thought, yeah. OK, this guy that was just in this weird it was the male models or whatever he, he was. was in, he he? was, yeah, he was in the Max Dupree thing, but he was LA Knight. Like, he was the LA Knight character in NXT. Right. I and in Impact. That. But NXT constantly yeah. coming up fails. But still, they brought him up as that character, and then they're like, eh, I'm going to be who I am supposed to be, which, you know, a lot of people did know him for, a lot of people liked. Uh, but even then, it took him. A few weeks, at mm-hmm. least, to start turning those boos around, or at least the ambivalence. And I think that's what people expected. They're like, we're just going to have a good mid-carder here. Um, so I don't think they had any long-term booking plans for him, because uh, I don't think they thought they'd need it. Yeah. Um, and so right now, they're at a point where LA Knight was the highest merch seller in July, above everybody. Yeah. Even the the stuff that always sells, like NWO and Stone Cold, yeah. highest merch seller in July. Um, they are in a position where they need to capitalize on this, or they're going to risk losing it. Yeah, and, and I, I think also they there's a lot of people who are like, oh yeah, you know, for his age and stuff, and he's like, I'm 40, like I'm, <laughs> I'm not old, I'm not out to pasture, y'all. Like this right. is, you know. Um, but it it is weird because you have somebody that has that physical look that has the in-ring ability that can talk just like the rock and stone cold Steve Austin put into one person mm-hmm. and for whatever and is universally beloved yeah. it, it's almost like the grander problem here is that WWE sees things that people like and go yeah not gonna work for us right it's like yeah like it is a it's great that you like him we've already got a plan though it's a continual thing Mm -hmm. like i'm terrified for the day that braun breaker comes to the main roster i agree like i thought we thought we we thought he was coming after wrestlemania yeah and i'm kind of glad he hasn't yeah um, you know, the same thing with Dolph Ziggler, same thing with Daniel Bryan. I mean, even though they gave Daniel Bryan a chance, they didn't give him the full chance. 
they could have given him a much better chance. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then when we're like, hey, we really we really hate this guy, like John Cena in, you know, in the early 2010s. And they were like, so you want more John Cena? We're like, no, we want significantly less. And they're like, okay, well, we're going we're gonna to give you significantly more then. Well, here's the problem with that, is the same thing was happening with Roman Reigns. They were shoving Roman Reigns down our throat for years, and we were like, no, we don't want any more Roman Reigns. And then they finally cracked the Roman Reigns code. Fixed him. And now everybody loves him, or everyone loves to hate him. Either way, he's one of the biggest names and has been for a while. Yeah. And so they, I think that's only going to bolster their bravado of, yeah, we do know what's right. Yeah, it's maybe. just it's the fans that are the problem. Maybe it takes them too long. <laughs> and we have, I, I, you know, I'm proud of us because I think we have made, uh, you know, there have been several times where we have both admitted that we were wrong about something mm-hmm. or you know someone or some something. But yeah, you know, what do we do with La Knight at this point? I mean, like, where are we going? What do we go with La Knight? I would love to see him. Uh, as Intercontinental Champion. Mm-hmm. And then I want to see him in a program with, you know, a a superstar like The Miz or, you know, Kevin Owens or something, you know, someone that can that can really, you know, they can both help each other. Um, but I think Intercontinental Champion is, is the fit for him. I agree. Intercontinental is good, but I don't think he takes it off Gunther. <laughs> Because <laughs> see that's no, because that would make everybody hate Ellen. Right. Knight. That's also the problem is that he he doesn't seem to fit with the current crop of top tier talent. You know, personality wise. Yeah. He's very much in the Miz's wheelhouse. Very much in AJ Styles' wheelhouse. I don't see him at the moment being on level with Kevin Owens. Uh, an L.A. Knight Kevin Owens match feels weird to me. It, there's an aesthetic that's very strange. He may be too but too ripped. <laughs> I guess what it is. Right. He's too ripped and he's got lots of body hair. It's a weird. But I don't. I, I say that though, knowing that some of my favorite things in the '90s were when like Hurricane Helms got to go against The Rock. Yeah. One time, you know. Like so, that could lay the groundwork for bumping him up eventually. But I think I think United States Champion Intercontinental Champion is the level that he's at. I don't know if he ever gets above that in WWE. I'd love him to. I think idea just hit. Do it. So whoever takes the belt off of Gun- Gun- Gunther. Gunther. Um, I miss Walter. Uh, yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. Um, which side note, I also really love, uh, Kaiser, what's his name? Uh, be really careful. Yeah. <laughs> Kaiser Soze. Uh, he was Kaiser Soze the whole time. Um, no, the guy that comes out and talks for, Gun- for, for Gunther. Yeah. I know who you're talking about. Uh, not Giovanni, but the other one. Um, I am also really loving that guy. Um, but you know, whoever takes the belt off of off of Gunther is going to probably be universally hated, right? Or Chad Gable, right? Um, <laughs> who who is really just nothing to people. You know, he, he's he's a great wrestler. Maybe this is the push that he needs. Um, so let Logan Paul take it off of him. Yeah, and then Logan Paul and L.A. Knight. Yep, I'm, at I'm WrestleMania forty. I, am, I, li- I like that. I am here for it. I like it. that. I like you, that idea. You push Logan Paul. You get a lot of heat on him. Have him have a screwy finish where he oh, yeah. absolutely yeah. Uh, cheats to win. Have his have his ashtray of a brother come out and like cheat somehow. And <laughs> I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said that. Go, go go and eat your, your poor man's beef stroganoff. So, the, so the the rumor has been for the last month or so that they they are gearing up for a push with LA Knight, but they're waiting on the right time to pull the trigger. Uh, but again, I think that also risks missing the moment that the fans are excited about at hand. Yeah, and I do not currently trust WWE to not screw this up. So let's. Uh, Prepare for the worst, hope for the best, 
I guess. Maybe, maybe. Um, I am excited for wherever he goes. Uh, I don't need him to be champion, to be WWE champion, um, but it'd be pretty cool. He's got the shoes of a champion. Yeah, I mean. (laughs) See these shoes? Shoes of a champion. Shoes of a champion. See this jacket? Shoes of a champion. (laughs) (laughs) I just, yeah. Him and Cody Rhodes would be good. Yeah, I think um, that'd be fun. Him and Cody Rhodes for the WWE Championship would be for, be fun. <laughs> um, but I also want to see him with like the old titles. I don't really want to see him with the new titles. Like I want to see him with the old Intercontinental title, and, the, mm. and I want to see him with like the Winged Eagle WWE Championship. I would love to see the Winged Eagle back. Oh, that'd be so. Then we got a weird gold chrome version of the current title. Looks like a looks like a hot dog, <laughs> mustard and it looks like a splotch of mustard with a lot of ketchup on it. Looks like Dwight Schrute's championship modeled after his shirts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, whatever it is, we are here for it. Uh, And when we come back, we're talking dream matches. So keep it here. Hey, everyone. I'm Chris Shadowin, and this is Reviews of the Nerds. Today I'm reviewing the new Superman cartoon series, My Adventures with Superman. Superman first appeared on the scene in the 1938 comic book, but since then numerous comics, movies, TV shows, video games, action figures, all the things have been made starring the dashing hero. But if you know nothing about Superman, he's an alien sent to Earth as a baby by his parents who blew up along with his home planet. He was raised in Smallville as Clark Kent and then later moved to Metropolis to be a newspaper reporter and help save the world from nefarious villains. My Adventures with Superman is yet another rendition of the Superman story. This time it focuses on Clark in his 20s as he's just starting out as an intern being a reporter for the Daily Planet newspaper. Along with his best friend and photographer Jimmy Olsen and their new friend and fellow intern Lois Lane, the trio seeks out a big story of some suspicious activity happening in Metropolis. Clark, however, is also learning about his own powers as Superman, trying to figure out how to balance friendships, work and superhero life, as well as hide his true identity from his friends. If you enjoy superhero shows, anime-style artwork, or just fun, quirky characters trying to figure out life, then this show is for you. As for objectionable content, there is the occasional fight with bad guys that puts the trio in danger, but so far, it's been good, clean fun. Watching the trio work through their own problems, as well as do whatever it takes to get a good story, is what will keep people coming back. I've never been a huge fan of Superman. Apart from the movies, I never dug deep into the world of Superman. He was too overpowered, so I didn't really relate to him as a character. That said, I don't even really remember why I started to watch this show, but I'm glad I did. I love coming-of-age stories and watching Clark wrestle with trying to find out who he really is while trying to have a normal relationship and friendships is a lot of fun. I want to watch this with my kids because it actually introduces some topics like feeling left out, being lied to by a friend, and restoring trust that will be good to discuss with them. Even if you aren't a fan of Superman, I still recommend that you give this show a try. You can watch it on Cartoon Network or it's available to stream on Max. I'm Chris Shadow, and remember, if you're a superhero needing to hide your true identity, just put on some glasses. And for a deeper dive into media and worldview, you can find my podcast by searching for Worldview Finder on YouTube, Spotify, or iTunes. Once again, to the two two uh, two thirds podcast. To the two th- I was going to say the two thousands podcast, but <laughs> welcome back to the two words podcast season six premiere. Woo! Six seasons in a movie. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> after this movie, after this season, we get a movie. Get a movie. That's Those how, are the that's, rules. Those that's are the, the rules. Contract. Um, and we are talking our two words today: our dream match. Because we've always had those matches that we wished had happened: the the Sting versus Undertaker, the Macho Man versus CM Punk, 
the, the matches we wanted and will never happen for one reason or another. And so today, those are the matches as, as two fanboys we are bringing out. Do you have any? Do you have any good fan matches that you always wanted to see growing up? Uh, Did I took, just name took, them? You took some of my thunder with Sting okay. versus Undertaker. That's <laughs> my first one. That was always that's, the one, though. It's like the one, it's the one. A lot of people. I mean, personally, though, that's the one that I. Those were my two favorite wrestlers for the longest time in both companies. Yeah. WCW and WWE, and I felt like that was the match. It was the two supernatural guys. I wanted to see how that match was pulled off. I wanted to see all the weird pyro and junk that they decided to add into it. I wanted to see the storytelling build up to it. I wanted it so badly. And yeah. they just could not sync that up. They just couldn't sync it up. It, they could have, though. Mm-hmm. They could have, though. Oh, and they needed, chose not but to. But we needed Triple H to bury him for no reason. I just can't imagine the, <laughs> the conversation that they had. It was like, okay, we've got Sting probably one WrestleMania. <laughs> so who's? I think we all know who he needs to wrestle at, at the one WrestleMania. Sting, the one person that everybody's been wanting to, to see him wrestle is... And he was like, Triple H, right? <laughs> everybody's want to see. No, I think everybody wants to see him and Undertaker. I've never heard that before. Pretty sure people want to see Triple H and then DX comes out. And then NWO, the one that he never joined, that also yeah. comes out. Yeah, want to see that. <laughs> um, we would like the cumulative age of all of the men in the ring to be uh, 400. <laughs> Like, <laughs> it wasn't a terrible match. It, it wasn't, was a fun match. It wasn't the uh, Undertaker and Kane versus Triple H and Shawn Michaels match. Like it was okay. Yeah, it was. But uh, it was mostly for nostalgia. But I, I just didn't. I don't get having Triple H go over on him because the whole point was that he was coming in as like the White Knight against the Authority. Yeah. They should have had him triumph at WrestleMania. Just makes absolutely no sense. And they also had to do it. Outdoors during the daylight. That was a that weird. That lost resume. a lot yeah. of mystique for uh, Sting as well. Coming out, I just broad daylight. I understand. I think they should just stop doing them on the east, on the West Coast, mm-hmm. like or go to an indoor arena. On yeah, because because they had one match that was kind of in the dark that night. And it was the last match. Mm. And you could still see, like, the sun was setting. Right. Like, yeah. It was still, like, 4 o'clock in the afternoon in, in San Francisco. That was a really long pay-per-view, too. That was that seven-hour WrestleMania. Was it? Yeah. The one that ended with Seth Rollins winning. Yeah. 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 Um, so, a, a couple that I have that I, you know, obviously, I, I want to see Prime Roddy Piper versus MJF. Like, I want to see those guys because, yes, they can both talk. Yes, they can both trash each other. But I think they could put on a very fun match to watch. Mm -hmm. Just, obviously, you know, it's a no disqualifications match. Maybe a false count anywhere, and we pull out the Bronco. (laughs) And we run MJF over. Wouldn't that be fun? Just with the tire. Just keep it on his chest and pin him that way. Just that's how that's how it works. Um, I would love to have seen uh, a DDP versus Hangman. It's the very best match that we can find. The bestest match out there. Um, I think I think it would be fun because I always thought that DDP made everybody else in WCW look like they were in their eighties. I agree with that. Like DDP was years ahead in the wrestling game because there was a there was a fatal four-way at ha- one of the halloween havocs and it was hogan flair goldberg and ddp and ddp and goldberg locked up and hogan and flair locked up and it was like oh hogan and flair look bad <laughs> everything's all droopy <laughs> wobbly man <laughs> It's it's not fun. It's not fun. <laughs> Do you have any that, that we that we haven't thought of that most people haven't wouldn't have thought of? I have one that we wouldn't have thought of, but let me get rid of the other one that I have first because okay. this one's still possible, and I really hope it does happen. And that's The Rock versus Roman Reigns. Okay, where The Rock loses. All right, I want to see that. 
I, I want to see Roman Reigns go over on The Rock. Pre my preference would be that it happens at Royal Rumble, and like that's that's the capper. It's Rock versus Roman Reigns. Rock loses, and then Cody goes on to face him at WrestleMania. I would okay. love to see that happen. I don't know if it's gonna, but I would love to. But no, the one that I have here, which I actually wrote out an entire how it would go down. Okay, okay. I don't think anyone's got on their radar. I'm the fiend versus Mr. McMahon. You got some explaining to do. <laughs> <laughs> you want me? You want me to go? I, uh, so I'll, go. I'll tell the whole story right I, now. <clears throat> so let me look. Go ahead. Because you did text me earlier that, that you've got a very, um, and, and your well-established stuff <laughs> always winds up being so great. <laughs> One, um, so I have a couple that I can just like name off. I would love to see a shield triple threat match. Between all three members of the shield. Did that never happen? I don't think it ever did. I think we got really close. Did we get really close? I think individually they have wrestled each other. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't think there was ever a But I want like and I want it to be like oh, that that's the story. Oh, was there? Dean Ambrose uh at Battleground twenty sixteen. Dean Ambrose versus Seth Rollins versus Roman Reigns. Huh, but a build-up one at a big pay-per-view. Yeah, I need I need something. Yeah, really, really great. Battlegrounds a pretty um, throwaway pay-per-view. Yeah, in 2016, <clears throat> who was even watching wrestling back then? So like today, you want today's Roman I, Reigns? Oh yeah, today's oh, yeah. Seth Rollins and today's John Moxley. Oh, a thousand percent. That would be fantastic because that is three very different personalities. <laughs> <laughs> I told you it was going to be crazy. <laughs> Um, I think Jake Roberts versus Lance Archer would be a lot of fun. Just two dudes who are seven feet tall, just roughhousing each other. <laughs> My problem is, is that every time I see Jake Roberts, I always think of him and Peanut Butter Falcon. Mm. When mm -hmm. he he beats up a mentally challenged kid, and that's 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 his story in that's, that movie. That's, that's his part of the plot, and he just does it. And he, he, there's no like build up to him being angry about it. He just he's just like, no, this is you. You see him for three minutes, and in that three minutes, he decides oh, I'm gonna beat up this kid. <laughs> this is. This is this is it. Yeah, I, th um, I think you're missing though the key match that everyone wants to see. Omos versus Great Cully. I mean, that's that's your WrestleMania main event right there. I mean, if Night I can't one. get Omos versus Omos, <laughs> then yeah, Omos versus Great Cully. Omos versus Omos versus Omos in a triple threat Omos match. <laughs> in a Nigerian nightmare match. <laughs> Nigerian death match. Whatever. <laughs> um, Ricky Steamboat versus Brian Danielson. Ricky Steamboat versus. Yeah. Wow. That's one we didn't think of. That's a technical match. Mm -hmm. um, really, really great. That sounds like it would be good. So w <laughs> one that I really think would be fun, and I'm not sure like if you could you, you couldn't do it now, but I think in like the late 2000s, you could have had John Cena versus Raven in like a Tommy Dreamer-esque feud. Because that was his feud in, in ECW is like he was like the dark brooding guy and Tommy Dreamer was like the good looking guy that got everything and he was raised in the nice house and like because mm. I think the whole story was like they used they went to like summer camp together and Tommy Dreamer beat him up in front of like a girl or something sounds like familiar. that was that sounds like something they do in ECW. But like I would love to see like a raven come out and mean like you you're next. You're the good looking guy that's got everything. I, we got to do this. And <laughs> because I also really love watching John Cena in no DQ matches. And it's not because I just want everybody to beat up John Cena, but <laughs> I, like, I really just, he, he's, re I think something John Cena is very underrated at is no disqualification matches. Yeah. I agree with that. Okay, hit, like hit this, me. I'd also just like to see John Cena versus Kenny Omega. I think it'd be fun. I feel like that would be a just, fun match. Just you a, gotta a f not a five star match, but a not, fun match. Not at all. Not at all. A very fun. Yeah. Okay. Right. So 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 your 
this thing that you've got me excited about. Um, Are you excited or just confused? Uh, well, I was excited <laughs> until you told me, and now I'm intrigued. All right. This is the whole storyline. Here we go. <clears throat> and we're playing it out like it's this year. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Action. Bray Wyatt returns. He's the fiend again. The whole thing. We're back to the, the fiend, the Firefly Funhouse. We're back to that character and his sights set on Vince McMahon who has been making TV appearances again ever so slightly not really causing any problems he's just here <sighs> Vince is or, uh, Vince is getting messed with backstage by uh, the fiend puppets are popping up every now and then scaring him that kind of stuff little little minor things no beating up or anything like that the fiend reappears for the first time actually on screen during a segment where Vince McMahon is announcing the participants for the a few participants for the Royal Rumble match. The fiend interrupts him and says that he wants to be in the match and that he has a special surprise for Vince. Uh, he then showed a video of him burning down the Connecticut WWE headquarters. Because I'm pretty sure the headquarters are moving, so what a perfect uh, opportunity to, to get it destroyed. Of course. <laughs> Where Vince's office was located, Vince was shocked and enraged by this and vowed to stop The Fiend at any cost. Uh, the Fiend entered the Royal Rumble match as the last entrant, eliminates everyone in his path. He was about to win the match. Vince McMahon's music hints and comes out with a group of security guards. Vince ordered them to uh, take out The Fiend. The Fiend fights them all off, then stares at Vince from the ring. He and him up on the stage. Uh, Vince then revealed his surprise. He had hired Brock Lesnar, the former WWE champion, to eliminate The Fiend. Brock Lesnar entered the ring and confronted The Fiend. It doesn't have to be Brock. It could be anybody, but yep. that's the, uh, he doesn't, he, Brock ain't doing anything right now. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> The Fiend managed to hit him with a mandible claw and then throw him over the top rope, wins the match. The Fiend celebrates his victory by doing the stereotypical point at the WrestleMania sign, indicated that he wanted to challenge for the WWE championship at WrestleMania 40. However, Vince McMahon grabbed a microphone and said that he would not allow The Fiend to main event WrestleMania. So The Fiend had to face him first at no holds barred uh, in an old hold barred match rather at elimination chamber where anything goes he also said that if the fiend lost he would lose his royal rumble win and his wrestlemania opportunity the fiend accepted this challenge and then laughed maniacally the match at elimination chamber was a brutal and violent affair that saw both men using weapons dirty tactics vince mcmahon tried to use his power to, uh, and influence to cheat his way to victory such as having a referee on his side having brock lester interfere again and having the lights go out however the fiend overcame all the obstacles and pushed Vince McMahon uh, punished rather punished Vince McMahon with his twisted moves the match ended with the fiend locked uh, locked Vince McMahon in the Hell's Gates admission hold on the verge of making him pass out last minute Shane McMahon kicks the fiend in the head knocking him through the ropes and onto the floor where Brock Lesnar once again attacks managing to tie the fiend's hands behind his back and hurling him back into the ring Brock began attacking the fiend focusing on the head smashing his skull with chairs the ring stairs etc until the fiend stops moving Vince then gets up and violently rips the mask off of Bray Wyatt who is knocked out Brock uh, Brock flips him over Vince pins him for the win and a massive chorus of boos ends that pay-per-view Vince opens Raw the next night, walking in with his standard bravado, touting how he did what many of his own talent couldn't do. He defeated the monster. Lights go out. Firefly Funhouse begins on the screen. Bray Wyatt appears. Next to him are the puppets, including the puppet of the demon Vince. He challenges Vince to face him in a Firefly Funhouse match at WrestleMania 40, where he promises to expose his darkest secrets and fears. Vince McMahon accepts the challenge and vows to destroy the Fiend once and for all. He says that he is not afraid of the Fiend and that he will show him who the real boss is. Stipulation, as you know, noting the puppet up there. Uh, the stipulation Vince sets is that if the Fiend loses, he's fired. In the weeks leading up to WrestleMania, Fiend haunts Vince McMahon backstage. Uh, more of that jump scare stuff with the puppets. The Raw before WrestleMania, Bray Wyatt and the Vince puppet are shown on the Firefly Funhouse, hyping up the match. Bray then violently grabs the puppet Vince by the throat and rips the head from the puppet body. Looks to the camera and says, Vince, let me in. Flash in the face up there, the Fiend face as well. The match at WrestleMania 40 is a surreal and twisted journey that takes both men through different eras and moments of WWE history. The match starts in the Firefly Funhouse set where Bray welcomes Vince and introduces him to the puppet friends. Uh, he then leads him through the back door where the madness begins. 
The first segment is a match uh, of the match is a parody of the Attitude Era, where Vince is dressed as his Mr. McMahon character, uh, and Bray is dressed as Stone Cold Steve Austin. Bray mocks Vince uh, for his feud with Austin and his infamous catchphrases such as "You're fired" and "It was me, Austin. It was me all along." All this kind of st- just like the John Cena thing, where yeah. they're going through the different eras of him. Hits him with a stunner, pours a beer on him. Uh, then we go to the invasion angle. Bray comes out dressed as Eric Bischoff, former head of WCW. Fiend mocks Vince for his obsession with beating WCW and his failure to capitalize on the invasion storyline uh, and how beating them also beat himself. Uh, Hollywood Hulk Hogan comes in from behind and knocks Vince to the ground. This is imaginary, right? Hulk's yeah. not going to come back for this. But gives him a leg drop, rips open the suit jacket and shirt, Bray spray, spray paints NWO on his chest. Third segment of the match is Ruthless Aggression. Bray's dressed as John Cena, mocks Vince for his creation of Cena and reliance on him as the face of the WWE and the PG era, taking all the bite out of WWE. He then hits him with an attitude adjustment, does a terrible Cena rap about how much Vince sucks. Fourth segment, PG era, Bray's dressed as CM Punk. Fiend mocks Vince for his loss uh, of touch with the fans and his censorship of WWE, hits him with the GTS, and then delivers a pipe bomb promo about how he will leave WWE with Vince's grapefruits in a jar. The fifth segment of the match is a parody of the reality era where Bray's dresses Daniel Bryan. The Fiend mocks Vince for his rejection of Bryan and manipulation of the fans. He then hits him with a running knee and yet leads a yes chant with the puppets. Puppets going yes in the background. <laughs> Sixth segment, modern era. Bray's dresses Roman Reigns. The Fiend mocks Vince for his obsession with Reigns and his failure to make him the next Cena. Hits him with a spear and makes him acknowledge him as the tribal chief. The seventh segment, brief shot. Events and Bray, both wearing neck braces with beautiful girls hanging on both of their arms. Bray goes, oops, this would be a scandal. Lights go dark. The final segment of the match is a dark ring bathed in red light where Vince dresses himself. Bray is dressed as the Fiend. The Fiend points to the old Attitude Era Titantron hanging in the back where a video plays of Bray Wyatt handing Brock Lesnar the straps to tie him up before the Elimination Chamber match. Another camera angle shows that Brock never connected with the Fiend's head during the match and that the Fiend was, pay- uh, was playing along. Brock was in on it. After Vince removed his mask and was pinning him, the new camera angle shows a smile come across Bray Wyatt's face as he lost that match. The Fiend planned to lose all along, to capitalize on Vince's ego, to trick him to coming to the Firefly Funhouse, to show him his failures, and to do what none that came before him could do, end his career. The Fiend seizes Vince, connects with the sister Abigail, and Vince is out cold in the ring. The Fiend rolls out, grabs a gas can, and pours it all around the ring, takes his lantern, and smashes it in the middle of the mat, setting the whole ring ablaze with him and Vince both being engulfed in the flames. WrestleMania 40 fades to black when an In Loving Memory title card appears with Vince's photograph, and that's how the show ends. (laughs) It's at this point, Vince has written off TV for good with the storyline that he died in a fire, which is something that he did try to do until... The whole thing with Chris Benoit happened a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, And The Fiend isn't seen again for a few months, giving the impression that he died as well and making his return that much more menacing. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, it would be what my, my idea is, is that this would be a beautiful moment of actually having Vince McMahon go through all the different eras of WWE. Yeah. And paying homage to that in a way that... He's still doing what people do in the wrestling business. Yeah. He loses his last match. And and that's <laughs> <laughs> Am I crazy? Is it stupid? No, I feel I don't like think it it's stupid. Fun. I feel like I would be glued to the freaking television. Because it also <clears throat> like it does it in a way that like Vince McMahon at his age currently could still right. like do all this because like all that cinematic stuff would be like easy peasy lemon squeezy mm-hmm. for him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, taking him through those stories and making him like face what he did. Mm-hmm. You know, cuz 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 it also, you know, you could also throw in um you know, some sort of reference to the uh, Paul Heyman uh, promo that he cut on Vince back in like 2001. Oh, about you know, wrestling is a dirty word. That's right. Yeah. I 
I love that promo, by the way. There's, um, so, there's so many things that you could throw into that. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. Um, no, that that's awesome, and that's a great <laughs> way to get Vince, like, send Vince off, you know, mm-hmm. into the sunset. Problem is, is that you know he wouldn't leave. No, of course not. <laughs> like he'd, he'd come back. He'd come back like three weeks later. Be like, did you miss me? Like it'd just be, you know. <laughs> I don't know. I have hopes. I have hopes that the once the Endeavor deal goes through, they're going to put just a little bit of limitation on. You know what? You need to stay he'll, off. We need yeah. you to stay here. He'll learn. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. So I have one kind of match that I think would be really great and and this is all again we're we're seeing this as like the guys in their prime kind of thing mm-hmm. and maybe do it now i don't know um but i want to do a forbidden door match okay um you know at the, at the forbidden door pay-per-view and i want it to be chris jericho and kenny omega versus aj styles versus Shawn michaels I want to have a fatal four-way four okay. to see who is the best in the world. I want to see these guys. It wouldn't and, be and Shawn Michaels right now. <laughs> it wouldn't be Shawn Michaels right now. But I, but mean, I feel like, like it might be if it was like everybody in their prime. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, because and also I want to do it in New Japan because that's where like the best wrestling matches come from. I mean, like all of these guys have had their best matches with the exception of Shawn Michaels in new Japan, Mm -hmm. like just uh, amazing. I think that, you know, having a story where, you know, Kenny Omega comes out and is like, I, I am the belt collector. I am, you know, the king of this, of this business. And there's nobody that can do it nearly as good as me. And then Chris Jericho comes out. And you think like, okay, it's just gonna be like an AEW thing, and Chris Jericho's got to go. No, you can't be the best because I is the best in the world at what I do. Like I am, I beat Shawn Michaels. I beat you know, and then listing all of these guys, and that's when Shawn Michaels comes Arm out. Armbar. Armbar. Yeah, and, <laughs> and you know, and stuff. and then that's when like you know, uh, AJ Styles comes out and is like, I know you can't be having a best in the world co- uh, conversation without me because I've been doing this for almost just as long as either one of you guys. But I've been doing it in the places that weren't given a chance. I wasn't given a chance to be the best in the world. And then Shawn Michaels comes out and you have these like these four guys who have who can put on the greatest matches of all time. I want to see them. That sounds good. I want to see that happen. So with the exception of Shawn Michaels, you could still do that. You could do that right now. You could do that today. And I mean I mean AJ Styles isn't gonna renew his contract. Now we're in like the last three or four years of his contract, I think. You don't think he's going to renew it? He said he wasn't going to, which people say a lot of things, but <laughs> I understand why not. Barely got him on TV anymore. Yeah, um, he's still a fan favorite, but like, and why did we bring back Gallows and Anderson if we weren't? He's they've been on TV three times since we brought him back. I forgot. That they're not in, yeah. in in impact anymore. Yeah. Like I legit until you said that, I was like, oh yeah, I, I guess they are. I saw them in a backstage segment for half a second, like three weeks ago. Yeah. Why didn't we do more with them and like Mia? It was Mia Yim. That's a, she. She was there too. Yeah. She's still there. Yeah. They're still a team. The last thing I really saw it was, was Judgment Day. Was, uh, it was that weird thing they had with Judgment Day, and that yeah. was months ago, where he popped the Bluey doll. <laughs> There was a bluey dog. Oh, that's right. The end of SmackDown. I forgot AJ Styles was on that SmackDown. I didn't catch that SmackDown. Yeah. He didn't pop the bluey doll, did he? No, I don't think he popped the the bluey doll. I think he just had it. The opponent, whoever that was, popped the bingo doll. Uh, Bingo balloon that was out there. What a a giant power. AJ Styles was was being the hero. (laughs) Good for him. Good for him. Well, those are our dreams. We want to hear your dreams. So if you head on over to any of our social medias, at two words ltn uh you can you can let us know how wrong we are (laughs) and we might admit to being wrong we probably won't though because that's not the kind of thing we do um (laughs) at least not to other people we'll do it with each other sometimes but um we we like to double down most of the time but we are so excited for this season uh it's gonna be the best season yet i know i keep saying that and then it keeps happening uh and we hope that you guys can listen (laughs) 
I know I keep saying that, and it keeps coming true. <laughs> I am awesome, okay? Deal with it. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Dummy. <laughs> well... Oh, gosh. Uh, I love us, man. We're I know fun. I say it, but I do. People. I do. Well, keep it here. Uh, for the next couple of months, we will be here giving all of our terrible wrestling opinions. Uh, go on over to Two Words LTN. Those are all of our socials. And so uh, give us a like, give us a subscribe, give us a follow, whatever it is. Um, and we'll have some fun this season. I was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I was about to say something really inappropriate, and I chose not to. Um, making good. a reference back to our Lacey Evans segment. Um, anyway, we're going to sure get out already, of here. I'm pretty sure we've already hinted that we had an OnlyFans before. I think I did I think say that. that was a joke. I did yeah. say that much. <laughs> I did that. Yeah. Anyway. We're, we're cooking. We're we just sh- cooking. We show people how to watch wrestling pay-per-views. <laughs> Weirdos. You just watch us watching wrestling. You don't get to see what we're watching. You're just looking at our faces. and on that thank you guys for joining us my name is john his name is matt and if you're not down with that we got two words for you yeah dummy